e-commerce, the whole university system, the students to teachers ratio, the commerce campus, and of course, it's affordability. As an international student, that's one of the major part. You know, being uh-huh. affordable is something that we would all like to come and pursue our dreams, but not with a financial burden back home. So I felt Texas A&M gives a good package in all of those things and being affordable. So. Welcome to the Career Education Learners in a Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Rivers. I am TE today. Why TE? I am thrilled and elated to have Arthuria Nair on our show today. Arthuria is a graduate student at Texas A&M University. How are you doing today, Arthuria? I'm great, Michelle. Good morning. Hope you're having an amazing day, and I'm very, very thankful to you for giving me this opportunity to talk. Oh, no problem at all. I'm glad you came on. Thank you so much for coming on our show today. Before we get into your graduate work and everything, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your future career path. Okay. Uh, I come from India. Um, I've done my undergrad in computers and my graduate studies is back in India in computers. Uh, During my master's thesis, I was working with Air India as an intern. And during that time, I had a lot of data. And that's when I got into like, we knew the theoretical value, like, you know, okay, data is important. That's what we get from it. That's the kind of information, etc. But that's when I actually had hands on experience. And I was like, okay, analysis is a part that I would love to do. So MBA was somewhere there in my career path, because I was very fortunate to have teachers who recognized the leader in me and they were like you have strong communication skills you can do great with an MBA and I was like okay that's a thing I would like to try and that's when I saw analysis is also something that I'm enjoying so I combined both of them together and that's when I chose business analytics in Texas A&M so I'm here to pursue business analytics at Texas A&M. So why did you um so you pursue you did your undergrad in India and you did one graduate as far as school in India right you did one graduate mm-hmm. study now, how did you come to Texas A&M? Now, I'm pretty sure our audience want to know, how did you come from India to Texas A&M? You didn't go to Europe. You didn't go to Africa. You didn't go to Asia. You came here to America. Why did you choose Texas A&M? Firstly, because uh, while I was studying, while I was uh, doing my undergrad, uh, one of my teachers who had a great influence into what I do, one of my mentors, she uh, left to U.S. for better opportunities, and she raved about the colleges out here and everything. So, that was already put there. And then mm-hmm. I saw my brother, who, my elder brother, who came in over here and settled in the U.S. for a long time ago. So that was again there. I'm like, okay, this is an option we can explore. And of course, with the boom of internet, we have a lot of videos, a lot of information about all of these amazing opportunity in this world, in this land of dreams. So why not? What makes, what makes the best place to be here? So yeah, that's why I chose U.S. And I'm like... When I chose U.S., I was like, which college? Uh, Absolutely, Texas was one of the most, I would say, the climate over here in Texas is somewhat similar, which I can cope with rather than going to somewhere which is going to be very cold and very harsh (laughs) on me. 
Texas was something I would like to go. Texas was something that I would call home. So I went ahead and chose a few colleges over here. And Texas A&M stood out. Texas A&M Commerce, the whole university system, the students to teachers ratio, the Commerce campus, and of course, its affordability. As an international student, that's one of the major part. You know, being uh-huh. affordable is something that we would all like to come and pursue our dreams, but not with a financial burden back home. So I felt Texas A&M gives a good package in all of those things and being affordable. So of course, Texas A&M, why not? So did you get a scholarship or a fellowship to attend Texas A&M? No, actually, no, I did not get any uh, scholarships or fellowships, Uh, but the initial start was a little bit difficult. But then uh, as I got graduated into classes, as I gradually increased my classes as the uh, head of the department got to know me, they were very they, they were very kind enough to go ahead and let me know of many graduate assistants and positions that were available. And I landed up uh, one of the graduate assistant positions in one of the departments. And uh, so that's kind of funding my studies. Also, I take part in most of the competitions that come through the college of business. So, yes, I keep winning some, some money to fund my studies. So what did your family think about this? You know, you've been in any, then you're undergraduate school. They say, okay, you finished. That's it. You're here. You're home. You're finished. And you say, oh, um, you know, mom, dad, uh, I, I want to go to America. You want to go where to America? How was that response from your family? So this is one thing about the culture in India. There is uh, nobody who's going to say no to studying. Okay. As long as you are learning, go uh-huh. ahead, learn. That's fine. As long as you're taking care of yourself, you're doing something productive. Like, you just go enroll into classes, leave it halfway and cut off, go into next classes. That is something they would not probably support. But more like if you're doing something, if you're getting outcomes out of it, if you're pursuing your degree, trust me, graduation over here is a big deal. Graduation in India is like a piece of cake. Okay, you graduated. <laughs> big deal. I paid the money, you got the degree. What, what am I supposed to do with that? That's the kind of way uh, they look at it. But of course, they're very supportive about learning. Anybody, especially towards the Southern India, they're very, very uh, supportive about learning. So if you go to Kerala, that's one of the states from where my parents belong to. I'm being born, raised and brought up in Mumbai. So I call myself as a Mumbaiker. I belong to Mumbai. <laughs> but my origins lay back in Kerala. So if you go back to Kerala, you can see everybody with an engineering degree, everybody with a master's over there. So they're very supportive about learning. So when I said, of course, my mom was skeptical. She was like, how many more degrees do you want? And I was like, it's okay. If, as long as I'm doing, it's okay. Yes. My dad yes. was super supportive. That was like, you want this? Okay, go ahead. Are you going to go ahead and get a PhD? I'm like, um, let's think about it. We might. <laughs> uh, so let's take it one step at a time, right? Yeah, absolutely. So my parents are both educated. Um, they came up in that whole previous podcast doing segregated, and they were still able to get their education. So I have three other brothers. Um, Fortunately, one died recently, but two other brothers with me. That Oh, we got degrees, so we didn't have a choice in that matter. Was the education stress in your family as it was in mine? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was pretty laid back. And I'm very fortunate to have a very enriching and a very thriving environment back home because uh, I've seen that, you know, especially in Asian culture, I wouldn't just point out India, especially in Asian culture, the society matters a lot. They influence a lot of decisions like, you know, how you dress, how you talk, what you're going to do, what is the most upcoming event that you're going to go ahead and take. So these were things that... uh, I was very liberal or my parents, fortunately, I was very fortunate to have liberal parents in that sense. Whenever I said I want to go ahead and study or if I say I want to stop at this point, they would be like, okay, if that is what you feel is right. 
good, go ahead and do it. It's it's something that I have seen. They are that that's the kind of ground that gave me the wings to fly. So yes. they had a solid foundation. They they were they weren't stressed out. So one time I got a second rank in my class, and I come home all dejected. And my dad is like, "That's okay. Next time you're gonna get the first. That's not a big deal." And anyways, someone has to get a first sometimes, so it's okay. You need to taste second too. So that's the kind of attitude my dad had. <laughs> That is fine. That is fantastic because if I would have finished second, my mom would have been elated. <laughs> said, oh my goodness, you finished second. Yes, yes. My two See, older brothers difference. always made all A's, you know, and they well. And, uh, you know, they, they got mad, upset. They cried. They got a B. I was happy. <laughs> so I was yeah. number three. So I was just happy. So I grew up in that type of environment where very, with four boys, very competitive, you know, and I was number three. So uh, my two older brothers were very successful in school and athletics, so I'm trying to compete with them, and I was not winning that game. I did win in the social game, though. I, yes. I won the social yes. game, right? I was the social animal, right? I'm the one that had girlfriends. They had girlfriends, too, but I was the more social butterfly in the family. So was there a role model that you had in order to go to rock you did? Was there somebody you looked up to, like, hey, I want to go to computers, or hey, I want to be an engineer? Was the because I, you, know, you said you come from that background where a lot of people have engineering, you know, this parents stress that type of education, you know, mm-hmm. doctor, lawyer, like they do here, right? Only, but doctor, lawyer, engineer, something of that education value there. Yeah, uh, my dad is an engineer. He's a mechanical engineer. So uh, I was into engineering. I wanted to go ahead and do a mechanical or a civil. But when I was studying, that was when, as I said, I met one of my mentors, one of my teachers, and she was a computer engineer. And she was the one who introduced me to like, you know, go ahead and code. I think you have logic when you work on things. So just just try. If you enjoy doing this, go ahead and pursue it. If you don't, of course, you have a plan. You can go go and keep doing it. So that's when I was introduced to C++. I tried a little bit of it and I kind of enjoyed it. And that's how I pursued that in my 11th and 12th grade. And then I was like, okay. This is it. Let's just go ahead and get this done. This seems interesting. So that's how I went into computers. And when I was doing computers, I worked after my undergrad. I worked as a software developer for nearly one and a half year. And that's when I decided, like, I I really love doing what I do. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's not what I'm, this is not my calling. Because I cannot sit in front of the computer and keep coding the whole day without talking or without having interactions. <laughs> because that's what a developer does you know you're given instructions and you just follow you just change and then the code and that's that's what you do so that's when i was like that that's not me there is a part of me that is that is bursting to gain knowledge and to give the knowledge so i was very passionate about teaching right from my childhood because uh, i had you know when you have your exams we are all stressed up and i used to have these small notebooks scribbled with all my tips and tricks and all my friends used to gather around and say hey this is the one that we are not able to figure out let me know and so i had this i would say a trick or a talent of just Uh breaking it down for them you know because each friend is different but i know that this is what he wants this was how he would understand this is how she would understand so i was good at knowing that right from a very young age and they knew it so they used to, you know, whenever they, they had younger siblings or they had cousins, they used to send them, send them along and go, go learn from Athira. She is going to let you help you. So that was the kind of culture that I already had. So I never thought of it as a profession because it was something that I was enjoying. And I mm-hmm. already did it, even though I'm not making money off it. I was already doing it. Whenever I had time, I used to keep doing it. 
So that was something that I enjoyed. And that's one thing when I was like, you know, I know something, I'm letting them know, and I'm happy when they understand. So that's a communication that I'm able to do. So that's when I was like, you know, I just sat down, I thought back, and I see that my teacher somewhere have told me that, you know, you know, you would do great with an MBA or something. That's when COVID hit and I had a lot oh, of time man. in my hand. That's when COVID hit and I had a lot of time in my hand. I just <laughs> took a step back and thought about it and I'm like, yeah, I would not like to be a software developer. Let's just go ahead and get this done. And that's how I came here. Oh, man. So was there a cultural difference? Have you noticed a cultural big difference coming from India to America? Are you still adapting to some of the slang terms, some of the things, the way we do things here? Even some of your Indian American friends here, you know, how they just maybe bow into the American culture and do things differently than when you've done at home. Like, where where that come from? Cultural differences? I wouldn't say much because we have a lot of things. See, back in 90s, if somebody came in over here, there would be a cultural shock, not a difference, because they don't know about how things are over here. Right now, with movies, with a lot of things on the internet, we kind of know what we're supposed to expect. I don't know if there's anybody who's taken admission into a particular college and would not even research about that college in YouTube videos, at least. So, uh-huh. you know, to the least you get to know what are the cultural differences or what what is what what is it that you're going to expect over here. So that's something that I was fortunate uh, living in this area, uh, in this era, I would say, because we get to know a lot of information beforehand. The only thing that we need to do is take a step, search for it and you get it. So we had a lot of information already. I, I knew a lot of things already. And as I said, I already have a brother living over here. So a lot of things were already down to me by him also so not a lot of cultural shocks or differences i would say but yes it's it's a bit different it's 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 individualistic over here finding a community or finding a family bonding mm-hmm. it's a bit difficult that is something that uh, will always remain as an indian because you have been raised in a way where you know you put your family before thinking of yourself mm-hmm. so Fine-tuning your head to think about only about yourself is, is uh-huh. a bit difficult. And it's not a part I would like to try either because I'm like, I'm happy the way I am. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, it, it's found that balance there. So that, was that the challenge you had coming here as far as you're learning now about the individual and trying to balance between individual and family? Is that one mm-hmm. of the challenges that you're having at the moment? Yeah, one of the challenges over here, I would say more than all of these things is uh, time. Time flies. I came from Mumbai. Uh, Of course, it is a busy city. And I used to travel a lot uh, within Mumbai because uh, nothing is close by. We had to like take local trains or travel using transportation, uh, public transportation to reach places. And always there was this travel time that was considered while studying, even if it is for going to college or even if it is going to work. So these were things that that was already there. So it, it was super busy. It is super busy here too. But Texas is a vast area so reaching from one point to another point oh my god the time taken is too much so you always need to have a plan if somebody tells you hey can you come down it's like hey where are you that's the big thing i just cannot come down i just cannot come down right yeah Texas is a large state it's you know one of our biggest states there so yeah it's vast very vast even from one city to another city it's very vast so you know so Ethereum what do you do for fun I'm pretty sure Odin say well Ethereum she studies here she does this she helps now she's with family what are your hobbies what do you do for fun um I read I read a lot I read a lot of novels I I watch music I listen to music that's what I do do you have any, for international students, 
let me ask you this question first. Mm-hmm. Do you encourage studying abroad? Is that something that you think that more students should do to, to enrich their lives and their educational um, um, opportunities? Yes. I would say if, if given an opportunity to stay away, I wouldn't say just abroad. I would uh, say, you know, stay away from uh, family or stay away from your comfort zone. And uh, if you can go ahead and have an opportunity to pursue your dreams, why being away from your family? Go ahead and do that. Because if you live in your comfort zone, you will never get to know what you can do, what all things you can handle. Because back in India, I know everybody is spoon fed. It's, it's literally, of course, over here, of course, they have a culture that in, in that way, in a similar term too. But back in India, if, if I say I want to go ahead and study, my parents don't tell me that go ahead, okay, find your funds. That's not what they do. They mm-hmm. like, okay. We'll, we'll make sure that you go ahead and get that. So they kind of work towards that farm. You have a home, you have you have a roof over your head, and all you have to do is study, probably. Mm-hmm. Or maybe do a little bit of house chores or just right. travel. But that's all that you have to do. But when you're taken away from that place, from that comfort zone, and yeah. put into another place, you learn to manage a lot of things. And those are essential skills that are not taught in any school, <laughs> but that's going to help you survive. So, you know, when you take when you take away a person and put them in another zone out of away from family, they learn how to cook at these basic stuff. Not all the time you're going to go ahead and grab food from outside. Sometimes you just don't have that time window. You have to learn to cut a salad and eat for yourself. Probably start liking salads because, you know, that's the only option. Probably that's the only option. So those are things, those are things that you would learn only when you stay away from your comfort zone. So I wouldn't say just go abroad, go get a degree or anything. See, of course, it is different for different people. Probably some people can just go ahead and go to a different state because Mm -hmm. of certain financial conditions or because of certain medical conditions or whatever. But I would just say stay away from that comfort zone and learn to see or get to know what all things you can manage. There are things that you will that will amaze yourself. You can do a lot of things. Just because you have never entered into that zone, just because you never had the need to do it, you mm-hmm. never did. But yes, you will get to learn a lot of things when you're away from your comfort zone. So I would say, yes, go ahead, grab that degree from wherever place and make yourself self-sufficient. Now, have you learned Have you learned to like salads? <laughs> oh, I always did like salads, so that is okay. <laughs> <laughs> so are you doing cooking more cooking here now than you did back in India? Oh, of course. Back in India, I had mama, whenever, especially during my exams, I used to be like, you know, I had this comfort food. So um, during my exams, my mom used to make a point of going, going ahead and getting it done because any other food would be like, oh, mom, I don't have time. I have to go. I have to go. It's, it's getting late. So mom used to always make a, sh- or make a point to go ahead and get that food ready so that I yeah. just grab at least a little bit and I'm not empty stomach. So now, right now, there's no comfort food, but I make a point to go ahead and eat something before I leave because I know I might get anxious or probably, you know, I might end up having no food for a long time. So let me just Mm -hmm. go ahead and grab that. So that's the thing that is already there in my mind that, you know, I have to take care of myself because if I get sick, there's nobody, probably nobody over here who's going to take care of me. So Mm -hmm. I have to go ahead and do that point. So that's something that I already knew. Even back in India, I knew I'm supposed to eat. But just because somebody was there to take care, it was a part mm-hmm. that I ignored or my mind chose to ignore. I don't have to bother about it. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's tuned into my system because I am the only one to be bothered about it. There's nobody <laughs> else. <laughs> nobody else. 
<laughs> so before we go, um, is there any advice you have for for any students that want to go international or that's coming to America from abroad? Any advice for them that you've learned so far since you've been here? I would say be on time. And yes, yes, that's a big thing. It's a big thing. I don't have I would I believe that I don't have to say that to people from Japan because they are very, very good on yes. time, very punctual. But in general, to the other world out there, be on time and, and just show up. Any times, you know, we, we self-reject ourselves. We are in self-doubt and we are like, um, should I be there? Should I do that? It's okay. You feel not to do that, it's okay. But just go show up and come back. There's nothing to lose. Probably you might gain at least a friend or a smile. That's fine. It's okay. That's that's fruitful. It's it's not a waste. It's mm. not fertile. I would say go up, show up, be there, and do whatever you can. Because I would say you obviously cannot go ahead and touch everything that you want to do. You cannot explore everything. Of course, there are time limitations. There is financial limitations. There's a lot of limitations. But whatever you can, do grab the opportunity. Instead of just coming here, just doing your studies, I would say live your life. Get to know things. Learn, grab whatever opportunities are there. Go ahead and talk to people. If, if you're not able to just go ahead and smile, probably the, your smile might help somebody else to come and open up True. to you. And talk. So just be there, show up. That's all that I would say. Well, you have a friend here on our podcast, okay? You have a friend, so you can reach out to me anytime you need any assistance there if I can help you out. I know I'm in North Carolina, but hey, if, you, if I can help you out, even from Texas, hey, I'd be glad to help you. Thank you so much, Athea, for coming on our show today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for spending your time on me. It's great. It's great to be here. And I hope you come back again. Absolutely, if you would have me. Oh, yes, certainly. And I'd like to also thank our viewers and listeners for joining me, Mitchell Rivers, on a Career Education Understanding Podcast, where we make your career dreams a reality. God bless.